tonight's message, first of all, if you don't know who I am, my name's Matt. I'm the associate pastor here at the church. Um, pastor Stormy and Shelly are still on vacation, which uh, well-deserved vacation. This is their uh, anniversary sometime this week, somewhere in here. This, uh, today, today's their anniversary. So I get to speak on their anniversary. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, but uh, so they'll be back uh, Sunday. Pastor Storm will be back up on stage. And so we love to have an opportunity to come in here. And I'm very honored that uh, I would have an opportunity to stand up here and uh, be able to share with you guys tonight. So um, tonight the message is very simply titled this. Our God is big. Our God is big. And I want you to get that because I think sometimes we forget how big and amazing our God really is. And so tonight my heart is that it would change the way you think about God. It would change the way you see God and the way you do things with God. So uh, before we get going any farther, if I could go ahead and have your head, bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to pray one more time. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for this time. Lord, I ask that you would help me to speak this message with simplicity and clarity. Father, that you would give me thoughts and ideas, things that I plan on not saying so life would be affected and changed tonight. And Father, I ask that your word would penetrate hearts and minds, Father, that we would walk away changed and affected forever. And so, Lord, I thank you. I give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40 is where we're going to start. Isaiah chapter 40, if you were in the book of uh, Psalms, you're going to just go to the right just a little bit and you'll find the book of Isaiah. Uh, tonight I'm going to be reading out of the NIV or New, New International Version. Um, you know, when God gave me these thoughts for tonight's message, I really thought he was just talking to me. And what I mean by that, I, I believe this message is for me and that you guys just get to hear it. So I believe God is really dealing with me on a lot of things and just showing me again how amazing our God is. Sometimes we get so focused on the little things and the problems that are in our lives that we can't see God standing behind it casting a massive shadow over because he's so big. And so tonight, I want you to open your eyes, open your ears, and receive this and see how big our God really is. So Isaiah chapter 40, we're going to start in verse 25. This is God speaking right here. And it's the, speaking through our prophet, the prophet Isaiah, and he says this, verse 25, it says, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One. He goes on and says, lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls them each by name. Because of his great and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. And so what I want you to do right now is I want you to think how big God really is as we watch this video. If you guys got it ready, go ahead and roll that video.
you'll keep if you'll keep looking you'll see circles that are around it keep an eye try to keep an eye on our circles and see how big our earth is That little dot is still our solar system. Now you're starting to see the Milky Way galaxy, which we are one little part, way up there in one of the arms. Those clusters you see on the outside are all galaxies that God has created. So you keep watching, every one of those are not just stars, those are galaxies with billions. Now that's our God. That's our God that created all that. Our God, as the words said, we just read, talked about he knew every star. He named every single star. Every star that you saw there. Billions upon billions of stars. They believe we have over 200 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy, in one galaxy alone. Over 200 billion, the size of the Milky Way galaxy, if you were to travel from one side to the other, would take you 100,000 light years. 100,000 light years to go from one side to the other. And God created every single bit of it and named every single star. Not only that, we have telescopes that have shot out past our solar system and been able to look beyond the Milky Way galaxy and see other galaxies. They have pictures of stars, and I would love to preach just on that and show you how big our God really is. But God wants to get to a point tonight where we don't look at God as just this big God, but we look at him as a God who's created to be worshipped. People ask the question, why do we have such a big universe if we're the only ones here? That's because we have a big God. A big God that wants to show you how amazing he really is. When we look through our eyes and we see our problems, we lose track of who's behind them, and that's God, who's so much bigger. We've got to get our hearts right and our minds right to trust, to realize that God is at the center of everything. God has created such beauty. we've been doing a series in our young adults. We just started it uh, last night. We're going to continue on through it, talking about an indescribable God. It's from a series based off of Louis Giglio, and he talks about how big our God is. That's where it all starts. And then it goes from there to the smallest little plant. You saw all the stuff that goes into that one little leaf on a plant, and God created it all. He didn't mess up one time. He created it perfect from top to bottom. You know, every day we deal with issues. We deal with problems. Some are bigger than others. Some are very small and we can handle them ourselves. But if we would look to God, he could handle them all. 
I want you to understand this because the word says that he has numbered the very hairs on your head. For some of you, more than others, but that's okay. I'm in that category too. I know what you're going through. But I want you to understand this. He has them numbered. The Bible says that he knows every one of your names. He knows every single one of you. You weren't forgotten. You weren't a mistake. You were planned and you have a purpose. And God has an incredible purpose set before you. That you're meant to do something unbelievable. Because our God doesn't do things small. Our God does things massively big. I believe that God's sitting up there hoping that we can just, somebody would come and say, okay, God, how do I create a bigger telescope to be able to see more of what you've created? Because I guarantee you, God has things that we've never even could have imagined that he's created because that's our God. Our God doesn't just settle for little things. God does things amazing and huge and great and just like he'll do with your life if we'll trust him and believe in him. The Bible continues to talk about how amazing God is. You know, there was a guy named Job in the Bible who had a pretty tough problem. You know, he lost his family. He lost basically everything he had. And he had some friends that continued to come around him and said, well, what did you do wrong? What was, what was your problem? And how many times do we do that same thing? We think that if there's an issue, it's, oh my gosh, what did I do? Or we start looking around to who we can blame. Job continued to go through this, and at the very end of Job, he's talking with God, and he comes to this statement right here, and I think this is our God talking right here. This is the God that we need to deal with today, not the God of yesterday, but the God of right now. He says this in Job chapter 38. He says, can you direct the movement of the stars? And this is God speaking directly, and he says, binding the, cust- the clusters of the Pilates or loosening the cords of Orion or the belt of Orion. Many of you, have, if you've ever looked out at stars or been a, with astronomy, you know the, the belt of Orion. They're the three stars in a row. And then Pilates is all part of the Taurus, the bowl that's up in the stars. That is one part of it, or it's also known as the seven sisters. Seven amazing stars that if you were to look at them, they are blue, bright, amazing stars, just massive that look so beautiful. And that's our God, that he created every one of these things. He goes on to say, can you direct the sequence of the seasons or guide the bear with her cubs across the heavens? Do you know the laws of the universe? Can you regulate the earth? And basically what God is saying, listen, you're not God. You're not like me. You don't know all this stuff. You're not the one in charge because he's trying to rationalize in his mind, how did this happen? And God's just telling him, listen, it's not that you're so small. It's just, look at me. I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than your problem. I'm bigger than the issues in life. I'm bigger than what you think you have today. The greatness, the great things that you have, listen, I've got bigger and better ahead of you. And I sit back and I think, Job is sitting here and God's speaking to him about the heavens. When we walk out, we see these amazing stars that God placed there individually for us to look at, to admire, to have a part of in our life. And I sit back and I think, how many times do we get caught up in our little problems and forget about how amazing our God really is? I mean, there are so many times at night, I take for granted, I look up at the stars and I think, oh, those are cool. And I don't even think, my God made those for me. My God created all of that. And here I am worried about a paycheck or a bill coming up and all this. You don't think that my God who created all that can handle this one little tiny problem? 
We may look at it and be, oh, I, I have to owe uh, $80,000. I have $100,000 that I have to come up with or this. You know what? That may be big to you. But my God, he created all this. All this. Do you not think that if he loves you, that he's going to bless you with everything that you need? You know, a lot of times we walk through things and we get so stressed out and worried. How's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? I'm going to tell you this. You're not going to figure it out. The Bible says that my ways are higher and greater than yours. We don't understand. We can't understand God. We cannot understand God. Last night we were talking, uh, last night was our young adult service and we were talking about this and one of the guys brought this up and he said, have you ever thought, thought about the word forever? And I said, well, yeah, kind of, what do you mean? And he goes, we're going to be worshiping God forever. That means there's no end. The, there will not be, oh, okay, well, you know, this will end next week. No, this, this will never, never end. And I, I'm, I'm an in, I, I intellectual, I really think about these things, and I'm like, I can't think about that because I would be stuck in that moment forever. I would, I would literally be trying to figure out how in the world this could happen. But that's where we have to just trust God, rely on God, and realize that he's got something better. Job realized who God was at that moment again. Listen, I can't control the stars. I can't control the seasons. I can't even control the weather. Half the time, I can't even control myself. We walk through all these different things wanting to be God when we've just got to let God be God. When we walk through it that way, it changes everything. It's a choice that we have. I believe that God is just sitting back saying, listen, just let me show you how much more there is out there. You know, the Bible says that if we will just seek his wisdom, he'll share it. And he said, that's the greatest thing to have. When we go after that and seek those things, I remember the story of uh, George Washington Carver. He prayed to God and he said, God, teach me everything about the, bio, or about the human body. Teach me everything about the brain. And God said, you... You don't have enough time to learn all that. He said, you don't even have enough time to learn all of peanut. And he said, this little peanut? And he said, you can't even imagine what's in, what you can do with that little peanut. And he came up with the most amazing things based off of a peanut. That's our God. Our God does not do things small. We don't have insignificant lives. We have very significant lives. We have great lives. We have amazing things that are set before us. We have to understand who our God is. We have to understand that our God is not small. We live with God in a box, and we think, okay, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but hopefully you can do this. Hopefully you can take care of this little issue right here. Hopefully you can do this, and it may be big to you, this big problem. But we look back and we see what he created, we see these amazing things that he took advantage of and he said, let me show you what I can do. And I, I love that video because it's not only the big things, he went down to the smallest, minute, little things. You know, and uh, Louis Giglio shared this, this thing and I, I've shared it before, but I think it's so intricate in our lives that we need to understand there is one thing that holds all of our bodies together. And it is a, it is a cell or a, a uh, molecule, basically, ca that's called a lamin. When you look at a picture of a lamin, it's a cross. That is the one thing that holds your body together. If you didn't have a lamin, your, my arm would just fall down. 
It would literally fall off. It is the thing that has knit us together, that has done these things. It's a cross that holds us together. Now, God spent enough time, and he knew the one thing that's going to keep your life together will be a cross. God has a plan. He isn't just shooting from the hip, hoping things work out right. God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a reason. If we'll seek him and trust him, there's nothing that can slow us down. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms chapter 84, and I want to talk to you about what it means to be blessed. Because I believe that God doesn't just want us to live this life just every day and hoping for a better day tomorrow. I think God wants us to live every life to the fullest. And when we live it to the fullest, he's talking about living with a blessed life. Not worry and stress, but loving God and seeing what happens. Psalms 84, we're going to start in verse 4, says this. It says, blessed are those who dwell in the house. They are ever praising you. You know, the Bible says that where two or more are gathered, I'm there in the midst. You don't have to be in this building praising God to get touched by God. You have to praise God wherever you're at, and you'll be touched by God. It comes down to living everyday life. Blessed are those who live their life to honor and praise God. That's what that scripture is talking about. Verse 5 says, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Blessed are those who find their strength in the Lord. When we find our strength in the Lord, it says, we'll be blessed in that area. And verse 12 comes down to this. It says, O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who ultimately trusts in you. That's what it comes down to. If we'll trust in God, it says that we'll be blessed. If we'll trust in everything, you know, and I'm not talking about money tonight, but I will share this simple thought that if you're not willing to put God first in your money, if you, if you, put it in order of everything that goes in your life. And you say, okay, God's number one, but you don't tithe and do that area. You've put God number two. You put money number one. You've put money one and you put God two. And I'm gonna tell you this, God blesses everything he's over. The scriptures share this. He blesses everything that he's over. Guess what? When you put money over God, he can't bless it. When you trust God and put God number one where he's created to be, Your life functions the way that God created it. To be blessed, to be prosperous, to have peace and joy and love, to have a successful life. And that success is redefined because you're finding, I'm here to praise God. That was free, by the way. So, uh, God is looking to bless you in this life. And this is something that we have to go through. Because sometimes you may be on the high thinking, man, life is great. There's no issues. I don't have any problems. But tomorrow may bring a problem into your life that you weren't even expecting. James 1 says, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't sit in the corner going, I got a problem in my life right now. I am so excited. That's not my first reaction. My first reaction is I want to find that person and kick him in the head. But then I repent and I tell God, I'm sorry, I need to get my mind right. Let me count this joy. Because then the Bible goes on to say that it brings perseverance into your life. What it does is it teaches you to trust God more. And the scripture we just read said, blessed is those who trust in the Lord. It teaches us to, pro- to persevere through that. That God can do all things. Now, There's some times in our lives where we're worried about, can God really do this? Can God really do this? You just saw what God has done. 
Do you not think he could take care of the one little problem that you've got or the issues that are going on in your life? I am telling you, if we'll just trust God and recognize it's about us, not about, okay, God, change them or change that person or do this, but God, help me and let me worry about me and let me pray for them. And God, hope that you get a hold of them. When we'll look to God as our source, it says that he'll bless us. We have to continue to trust him, trust him in everything. Psalms 115, 15 says, May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth, who made everything. You know, when we read in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 1, it says that God spoke everything into existence. He spoke it all into existence. Every word that comes out of his mouth has action and purpose behind it. Every word. So every word that we read in here has action and purpose behind it. Purpose for our life. Action to be done. Something that's not just going to be stagnant and sit there. But it's going to bring action into our life. Whenever we face a trial or an issue, we have to turn our eyes to our big God. One of the things that we were talking about last night, one of the uh, members of our young adults uh, we were talking about some different things. She said, I'm so excited to see these videos again. She's seen them before. And she started to share a story. She said, you know, a couple of years ago, I went through some really tough times. And, you know, sometimes when I hear those things, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I find out what it is. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I've, we've all kind of gone through those things. But she said, I went through some tough times. She said, I remember waking up sometimes at midnight or 2 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. She said, I'd wake up and I couldn't go back to sleep. She said, I would walk outside. And I would just stare up and I would look at the stars. She said, I'd just look there and I'd realize, my God's pretty big. My problem's not really that big. God can handle it. I'll just trust him because that's pretty amazing up there. I mean, if you ever sit there, maybe go outside of the city and you're camping or you're on the lake or something like that and you look up at the stars, you just sit there, you're like, wow. All of a sudden, man, more stars start appearing. So many you couldn't even count. I love the story of Abraham when he is Abram at the time and God takes him out of his tent and he says, let me show you these things. He took him out because he wanted him to look up at those stars and realize how big God is. You know, he could have said, no, I'm this age. There's no way. I'm, I'm too old to have kids. I'm too old to be this. And you're telling me I'm going to be a father of many nations? No, God has to pull you out of that area sometimes to walk out and say, come here, come here and look, look, look at that. And you took your eyes and you look up and you're like, and he says, I did that. I did that for you. I can take care of your problems. I can take care of these things. I can help you in this area. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God has an amazing purpose for your life. The thing I wanted you to understand about tonight is I want you to change your thinking about who God is. We can't think of God as the small God. We have to think of God as the big God that he is. Because when we see God that big, our problems get real small. Just like the world, when, when you saw the earth, it was real, it was big. You know, Neil Armstrong, when he was on the moon, he said this. He said he was standing there and he was looking back at the earth. And he said he put his thumb up. 
And he said he covered it up with his, finger, with, with his thumb. Closed one eye and he looked and it was gone. He said that moment he realized how small we really are. And all of a sudden he realized there's a big God. There is a big God who created all this. God may be asking you to do something that you've never done before. To trust him in an area that you've never been before. Places that are going to take you beyond your faith that you think you can handle. But I'm going to tell you this. God never puts you in a place that he won't give you plans to prosper, to give you hope and a future. He will always put you in a place that you can succeed if you'll keep your eyes right. Don't look for the off-ramp. Keep your eyes on God and watch what he can do. There's a pastor down in Dallas, Texas, who he was, uh, God was working with him and really talking to him about what it means to give. And so God went through a process and he gave some small amounts and he did some different things like this. And one day God laid it on his heart to give away his house, his savings, his checking account, both cars, all of his retirement accounts, all his CDs, all his IRAs, all, all, everything, everything. To put it all together, hand it over and hand it to somebody. Different people. This house goes to you, this goes to you, this goes to you. And God laid it on his heart. And he said he was sitting there and he was calculating all the numbers and he was putting it there and he had this thought. And he didn't want to say it and God spoke to his heart and he said, what are you thinking about? And he said, oh, he, nothing, God, I'm good, I'm, I'm okay. And he said, no, what are you thinking about? And this pastor said, well, God, you know that old saying, you can't outgive God? I think I just did. I think I did it. I think I outgave you. And God said, oh, really? Within seconds, the phone rings. And he picks up the phone, and the guy goes, so-and-so? He said, yes, this is him. And he said, uh, God laid it on my heart uh, to, to ask you about your transportation. And he's, he's like, oh, okay, so God's going to give me another car. And he's like, okay, this has happened before, okay. And so he's expecting, you know, okay, well, God said, come down and get a car and do these things. So he's talking on the phone with this guy. This guy said, God laid it on my heart. He said, I just bought you an airplane. He said, not only that, he said, I'm paying for all the, all the maintenance on it. He said, I'm paying for all the gas. He said, I've hired a pilot and he said, he's gone through all these different things. And he said, I paid for it all. And he said, God told me to give that to you. God hangs up the phone and God goes, gotcha. <laughs> if God's asking you to do something you've never done before, do not look at it as you're losing something. Look at it as you're gaining something from God. You're gaining so much more than you could ever imagine. There's a story in the Bible. And in fact, uh, let me give you the exact scripture right here. Matthew 19, it talks about the rich young ruler, or the rich young man. And the rich young man, he comes to Jesus and he says, what, what good things do I have to do to spend eternity with you? What, what do I have to do to get to heaven? And Jesus says, looks at him and he says, well, why do you ask me what's good? And he said, basically comes back and he says, well, you need to follow this. And he goes through the commandments. Love your father and mother and obey God. And he goes through all these, he said, I've done those since I was a youth. I, I followed every one of those things. So he's a pretty good guy overall. And then Jesus looks at him and he says, go sell all your possessions and come follow me. Go sell all that you have and come follow me. 
And the Bible says that this young man turned and walked away very sad because he had many great possessions. Here's the thing that I believe God is getting at us tonight. No matter what you have in your life, is it bigger than God? No matter what the problem is, is it bigger than God? And I'm going to be honest with you. There are times that I have, I've, I'm so focused on my problem, I really think this may be bigger than God. And I have to get my mind right and my thinking right and look outside and realize, oh, wow. Okay, God, you're pretty amazing. You've done all this. Okay, this isn't bigger than you. You know, I believe that that rich young ruler, if he would have followed God and done all that, he wouldn't have lost everything. He'd have gained so much more. But sometimes that's how we think in life. We have great possessions and we don't want to go that route because we don't want to have to give everything away. I'm going to tell you this. If you put into God's stock plan, it's a lot better than Walmart's stock plan. It's, it's, I'm telling you, there's greater things from the one who created it all than there is at Walmart. Maybe hard to believe today, but trust me, God's got bigger and better and greater if we'll just trust him. So I'm going to ask you, would you bow your heads and close your eyes?